And I was out yesterday, I was Monday night, we went to the Bruce Springsteen concert. And I know I'm the last one to go into that Climate Pledge Arena. It's been open for a couple of years, but that was my first time in there. And we're giving away tickets for Stevie Nicks at the Climate Pledge. And if you haven't, uh, if that's your first trip in. You'll get a chance to. I'll tell you, the, the audio, the sound in that building, in the Climate Pledge, is really good. It's and you sat behind the stage. Didn't we you? were we were behind the stage. We were off to the side, kind of. It. We were. Uh, we had a couple different locations throughout the course of the evening. But, how, how does that happen? Well, I thought I'll, it was I'll, sold out. I'll explain in a second. But the audio quality. Uh, Christine recorded just like a couple seconds of the show, and I listened to it on the phone. I'm like, man, that is. Really good. And when you look at the ceiling of the Climate Pledge. All that baffling oh and the my, sound baffling yes, up that's there. That's what yeah. it is, Brad. Yeah. It's all that. It holds the sound that in. That baffling that holds it in. And then also, remember when they built um, Lumen Field, they said they constructed it. It's really steep, right? Like mm-hmm. it's almost like straight up on both sides. And. The first time you go in the Climate Pledge Arena, if you have to sit up high, and we did initially, we were like way up high, you are struck by how steep that that it's built. It's not, It's. I mean, it's almost vertical. It is straight and, and, up and, and straight weird, down, like, and that's for sound for sound reasons from, I'm gathering, Brad, they said they, they constructed Lumen Field that way, so the sound would just cascade, cascade straight down, down yeah. onto the field. And and it's weird too, if I remember right. In my one time there, you kind of walk in off street level, and you're in like the 300 level or something, and then it goes yeah. down. Yeah, know? yeah. So, That's kind of weird. So it's got to be. I haven't been there for a cracking game, but I can only imagine how loud it is for a sporting event in there. At least it was for uh, for the concert. So they did it. They did that right for sure. Sound is compared to other arenas I've been in. I think that was probably like the best like arena sound for that uh, that particular concert. So we got in there and our seats we knew were we knew that you know our seats were not going to be they were going to be up there. And they were the second to last row in the joint. But we were um on if the stage is in the end zone, we were on like the 20 yard line going okay. into the red zone. Okay, so that's nice. So we weren't in the back of the building, but still you're kind of like way up there. And that was okay because the screens they got they they've got some screens in there you know and the definition on the screens is so good in, in nowadays that it's like you're you're it's okay watching the screen yeah yeah the clarity is incredible I'll get to that in a second but um, so we were there for the first six songs and then I figured it at the I kind of knew the set list so I knew when the bathroom break. And the uh, replenishment of adult beverage break would be, uh-huh. and the um, the souvenir stand break would be, you know, the merchandise, stand, because the lines were ridiculous before the show. And so it timed it out, and it worked out just fine to get those things. And we went into the Space Needle Lounge. Did you go in there when you and Taryn? No. I, you didn't go? Okay. The Space Needle Lounge is a it's a bar that is at the 200 level and it's kind of, it's behind the stage. And when you go in there, it's, it's just, it's a regular, it's, it's a bar with a whole bunch of tables and a big yeah. bar area, a couple different bars in there. It's pretty nice. And then there's some curtains 
that um, that they close during the concert. But there's an open area, though, where you can walk, you can take your adult beverage, and you can sit, and there's like a couple of tables, and then there's a, a row of seats. And for this concert, they didn't sell those seats. So if you were going to the lounge, you could just take your drink, and you could sit behind the stage and watch the show. Nice. And yeah. so after six con- after six songs, we just we had our drinks. We said we're you know we just decided we're staying here <laughs> because he plays. They open up that back section he did for his concert, and he plays to the back of the stage, and he's got a low to- pro stage oh, in the yeah, back and stuff. Yeah. There's not a lot of amps. Yeah, set no, up, yeah. it turned out to be it turned out to, they turned out to be good seats. In fact. We looked at those tickets before. I sat behind backstage before for a concert to see him, as a matter of fact. I think it was in Vancouver, B.C., where I did that. And I think those those tickets that we were looking at were at least $500 back there. Uh, so these, so that's where we – and, Brad, there was nobody in our aisle. So we could – we stood up, up. We stood up for the rest of the show, you know, moving around, having a good time, didn't have to worry about – you know, can we stand now? Is it okay yeah, to stand? Yeah. Is it okay? Is there some dude sitting no, down behind there, me? So there's nobody behind us, and there really wasn't anybody in front of us, and the aisle was open. It was great. So that's so, where we spent the rest of the show. Well, when you sent me that picture from behind the stage and stuff, I thought, well, if he's got that view from behind the stage, coupled with the girl that sent the pictures from the front row at the, from the night in Portland, you got a 360-degree view yeah. of him. Yeah, and Brad, the behind the stage, they had he had two video screens for the people back there, so you could see him front for you know front yeah, facing, yeah. so you could see the back clean clear the back of the stage, which is kind of cool to see I how it's sat all back done there before, yeah, you know, and uh, and then you're seeing the the front of it, and that was great, yeah, seeing was, what the a, artist gets to see, yes. and when the crowd re- when the lights hit the crowd, and when the crowd right. reacts to what he says or whatever. That's, I sat behind the stage for the police reunion and watched. Uh, I was just right above uh, Stuart Copeland and just kind of watching him do his thing. And he's kind of an eccentric drummer and stuff. It was fabulous. Well, and the house lights go up for the last forty-five minutes of the show for the encore and everything. So you, yeah, you are you're getting a great view of that crowd and you're seeing how he gets them to respond and how he you know how he works them all and uh, it was a really good vantage point. So. I, you know, if you're going to go to a concert at the Climate Pledge, this would be my little tip where they sell the back of the house. And for a lot of the big ones, they do. They'll leave it open back there. You know, you could, depending on where you're sitting. The Space Needle Lounge. <laughs> go, to that, go to that Space Needle Lounge and you get a you kind of get a backstage view of how things uh, go down. So, um, yeah, it was uh, it was a fun night. It was a it was a good way to 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 take in the show. Setlist looked awesome. Setlist was great. He did. He played for two hours and forty-five minutes, and it was two forty-five. Was that was good? That was a that was, was about right. You had yeah. You had your fill of him after two forty-five, and then you consider when he played the key seven years ago, he went three forty-five. <laughs> he did an hour on top of that. I mean, people must have been like, "Bro, please, we want to go home now." You Play know? the encore. Yeah. Would you Would you please get to that? So. Uh, it was a it was a good night out there.